The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, this is Liana. So, spirit guides. Today I want to talk about connecting to spirit guides. And while I was making this and thinking about this and feeling all of the good feelings that come to me when I think about what it means to connect to a spirit guide, So much information came up that is going to be two parts. So today's Spirit Guide Connection, part one. And there'll be a part two that has more techniques of how to do that for yourself. But today I really want to talk about what a Spirit Guide is and who they might be for you and why you might want to call these beings to you or take your consciousness and expand your awareness on purpose to bring your awareness of who and what is already helping you. Why would you do that? So let's talk about that. But I want to tell you from myself, first of all, that it is possible to have so much joy added to your life by doing this process, by becoming aware of your guides. Personal transformation. It's almost unavoidable. Personal transformation comes from connecting to the consciousness of this being who loves you unconditionally. That's huge. Hard to come by in the human world. True, deep, unconditional love. You'll feel it. That's life-changing. And the personal transformation can also come from just the expansion of your awareness that happens as soon as you choose to reach out and feel what else might be there that you haven't really been paying attention to. And there's this whole subtle world of beautiful beings who are ready to help you immediately. There's no time. So you could stay up all day and all night asking for stuff, asking for information, asking for favors, asking for comfort, and you would get it. They're inexhaustible. 
So connecting to spirit guides causes personal transformation, joy, it's fun. Mostly I feel like it gives you a powerful, abiding, long-term feeling of support. More and more over time, as you increase your awareness and you repeatedly connect to your guides, you feel how you're not alone. You didn't come here to be alone, to struggle by yourself. And you end up having this constant knowing in your day-to-day life that you're never alone and you never will be. And that was life-changing for me. And I really want to share my story of connecting to guides and my techniques that work for you to connect to your guide so that you can have all of that and more if you choose, if you wish. So I get a lot of questions about how to contact guides I think a lot of people are very interested in this now. It's becoming very common. I don't know about normal yet. We'll get there. But people ask about what kinds of guides are possible and can I have more than one? And first of all, certainly you can have more than one and you will and you do. And... I want to say, first of all, that there's several common types. So a spirit guide could actually be an ancestor. And this isn't a given. I don't think I have one. I don't have one of those. But it can be a loved one who's passed on, who wants to support you in your lifetime. This does happen. Loving presence, support. And it could be an ancestor that you haven't met in your physical lifetime. You don't have to have met them. And I want to say, when I say ancestor, I'm talking about an ancestor of your physical body. So somebody in your family line could be, you know, your grandma, grandpa, or a great, 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 or something like this. And that person, that being is very likely in your soul family for them to stay and want to be your spirit guide after they've passed. And we'll talk about what that means in just a moment. But a spirit guide could also be a different kind of ancestor, we might say. Maybe somebody you were in a past life or a prominent figure from a past life. And so I told you I don't have a physical ancestor. I think I could if I called them. It hasn't really happened. Some people are very attached and it's very, very meaningful for a loved one who's passed to stay on and be your guide. I do have a spirit guide that I work with often and I connect to very often who was my past life. Should I say is? Is my past life. And this being likes to come in and speak when I channel for other people. And he shows a contrast. And I said, he, this is a male past life of mine. And so that contrast, besides it being a male figure, is he's really boisterous and kind of loud and maybe a little opinionated, very full of zest for life. And the contrast 
when he comes in really shows the people that I'm channeling for that I'm channeling. And I really should define my terms here, but when I say channeling, what I mean is simply that I go into a meditative state and the consciousness and the personality of that being then will speak through me. So I'm speaking English, so obviously it would be in English, but with the personality and intone, intonation of that being, the opinions and color and feeling of that person more than me. And we could do a whole other couple of topics, I think, all about channeling and what that means. But you get to hear it at the end of today's episode. I'm going to call in a spirit guide. And I don't know who it is right now. So you're going to get surprised at the same time that I will be. I'm going to call a spirit guide of mine, one of many, who has a message for those of you who'd like to connect to your spirit guide. And I don't know what that message is going to be. I'm simply sending the request out. And I don't know who it's going to be right now, but I trust and expect that a friendly being will come and deliver the most appropriate message. So I'm trusting and we'll see what happens together. But we were speaking of types of spirit guides. So we talked about ancestors. That happens past lives, a little less common, that happens. A lot of times they can be angels or beings of light. They're beings of love who've come to help. And that's all they do. They help, they bless, they love. And those are wonderful beings to have for a spirit guide. You will hear people channeling maybe Archangel Michael or a healer who's bringing energy or information from Archangel Raphael or many, many others. These are very helpful, beautiful, high consciousness beings of love. And they're light beings. And I mean by that, that they don't incarnate. They don't have lifetimes in physical bodies. They really are just helping. And that is what they are doing. You can always call on angels, and angels will come. Sometimes your spirit guide is a being who is in your soul family. And I'm going to define soul family today as beings who you would incarnate with over and over again. So you'll be familiar to each other on a soul level so in your lifetime that you're having right now, and say in your family of origin, you're going to feel different levels of natural connection to the people around you. Some of them are familiar souls. You feel like you've known them forever, and you're naturally and immediately more comfortable with them. And there's going to be some other beings, as lovely as they may be, that feel unfamiliar and maybe feel like you're just getting to know them right now and you don't have that feeling of, I've known you for forever. And that's the difference between a person who you've had soul contact with many times before. And what people tend to do in soul families is incarnate with each other over and over again and switch the roles around so that maybe you and your soul family member were partners, life partners, 
in a past life. And in this lifetime, you're parent and child. And it's different, but you still have that familiarity. It might be your sibling, again, grandparent, aunt, uncle. And sometimes you're going to find a sole family member that's usually in your family of origin, is usually your partner or your child or your sibling, and they're your friend in this lifetime. So you weren't born into their family. But when you meet this person in this lifetime for the first time, you feel like you've always known them. Your soul family, you recognize. So besides soul family, ancestors, light beings, you might actually have a spirit guide who technically is embodied in a non-earth body. So an extraterrestrial being who maybe has a light body or even a physical body, but usually a light body, an ascended race of beings. A lot of you have guides who are Pleiadian in origin, Syrian, Arcturian. What have I missed? There's so many. And these beings are having their own life experience in their own place. But since it's such a high consciousness and they're such a high vibration being, they can easily come and serve as a spirit guide in your physical lifetime. And they're going to connect to you the same way an angel or other light being would connect to you. And that's going to be just through your consciousness. So you're going to find them the same way you would find the angel or the ancestor, by allowing, by calling them, by reaching out with your own consciousness. And when you give permission, that's when the magic happens. So I want to tell you a few stories so that you can feel what could kind of happen in your own life and the changes that happen from connecting to your own spirit guides. So I mentioned the different types. I mentioned that I have a spirit guide who was me in a past life, but I could have a spirit guide that was my friend in a past life or my parent or my partner. That happens. So there's a spirit guide who is one of my most recent spirit guides who was a character, a being, a support person of mine in a distant past life. And when I connected to this being, he felt very protective over me, like a parent. And when I checked and got the information, I found out that he was my mentor, but my whole lifetime. So kind of a combination between a nanny and a tutor and a parent, somebody who was in charge of my education who raised me and taught me many things besides the parents that I had in that lifetime. And so there was that parental feeling and that protective feeling that comes with a loving parent from this spirit guide. But he wasn't me in that past life. He was my teacher. And he came in this lifetime for me to remaster then the things that I learned in that lifetime. He's going to teach me again, and hopefully it'll be faster this time right? Because I'm already grown up. He, He didn't raise me this time, but I could sure use 
the wonderful information that he has. So it's coming to me through him. And then in service of you, I would like to teach all of you the wonderful things he's teaching me. It has to do with artful manipulation of energy and matter, all kinds of fun stuff that should be able to manifest in the physical, keep you updated. But that's a fun kind of spirit guide, right? For getting information, relearning information, from a past life and bringing it back into modern times. So that's fun too. And I have also worked with angels. I've definitely worked with Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael. So you can also have a being who's in your soul family who hasn't been embodied anywhere near you in this lifetime and who has volunteered to be your spirit guide instead of being with you and learning with you while also embodied. And if that sounds kind of complicated, I'll relay a personal story. So my life partner in this lifetime has been my partner, my husband, in so many other lifetimes. We really like to do this. So we do it over and over and over again. So I did have that experience, that soul family experience of meeting him for the first time in this physical lifetime and being like, I know you and being really super comfortable from day one. So this is a familiar, familiar soul. But we did some spiritual work together too and got information from spirit about how we typically incarnate. And if we're both going to incarnate at the same time, then we'll come in and have our life partnership and we learn that way. But if one of us is incarnating and the other one isn't, the other one is always there then as a spirit guide. So if he was going to do his next lifetime by himself, then I would still be there and I'd be hanging around, but I'd be his spirit guide instead of his wife. So that's fun too. It's not the same. But that's pretty fun, if you can imagine. There's two more kinds I want to talk about. And one of them is these big, huge, vast consciousnesses that come in sometimes. And they might come across as a god or goddess. And you might even have a name of this god or goddess from history. Or just a feeling of a huge, vast, maybe cosmic consciousness. And these are light beings too. I would call these light beings. They're beings of pure consciousness and light. They don't embody as they are. And I also have one of these, not just one. I can feel them all. There is one in particular that I'm going to use as an example because I've been doing a series of channelings of speeches of spiritual information gathering sessions with a being called Ra, just R-A, Ra, like the ancient Egyptian god. And what I feel from this being is one vast multifaceted consciousness, and he's too big to incarnate in a human body. And that's the feeling that I get, just too big. It's not the kind of consciousness that could incarnate as a human, but part of him he could send to have an incarnation. And he does and he has. 
So this is a whole other rabbit hole, so to speak, and we won't get too into it. But you'll have heard of some of these beings, these large cosmic or collective beings who come in and speak through people. So a really famous one is Abraham. And Abraham is a collective consciousness, meaning he's made up of many beings. There's another one, Cryon, and he is a collective. He, they are a collective. And they speak as one, but the understanding is that they have many, many aspects. And then as an entourage or as a grouping, they're going to come and present. And it's a very high vibration, very loving presence. And they're here to help humanity. The final type of spirit guide I want to mention today is that of your own higher self. And your higher self is your divine self or the part of you that's connected to source and all that is, all-knowing, all-powerful part of you, your largest consciousness that has all of the information from every lifetime you've ever had. And that part of you can be an ideal, very high guide. And I mention it here, especially for those of you that have searched and worked and made a lot of progress and still feel that you don't seem to have a spirit guide. When I meet people that have that situation, sometimes it's just that their main guide and their primary source of information in this lifetime is their higher self. So this part of you can come in right away when you start looking for a guide or later on down the line after you've done some work. And it is a powerful, powerful guide for you. Like I said, all knowing everything about you. So there's no limits on what you can do and what you can receive when your spirit guide is your higher self. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about what has happened then to me by contacting these different types of guides. So I've told you a little bit about different types of guides that could be around you now that you could call to you for various reasons. But one of the primary reasons, especially early on, that a guide would come to you or that you would call a guide to you for is really just for comfort for that feeling I was describing earlier of never being alone, of feeling like you have support. And early on, I was calling for a guide. I learned that you could, so I started calling for my guide. And I even had a reading from somebody else who could hear my guide or feel the presence of my guide somewhat. And I did what a lot of us do. I was like, hey, do you have a name? I want to know my spirit guide's name. And the person who was helping me could certainly communicate with my guide, but the name was coming out kind of funny. And she was kind of making a face and being like, what's its name? Like Neshi or something? And I was like, that's a nice name. (laughs) But it sounded a little weird, right? And I wanted to get my own guide's name from my spirit guide. 
So I called and I asked and I called and I asked and it was something that I asked for in my mind every day. And I started to get these little hints of an answer. And at first it was like, just wait, just wait. We're here kind of feeling. And it wasn't in words, but it was a wordless feeling. And then I was playing some music. I was teaching a yoga class and I was playing this music in the background. And at the end of a yoga class, you sit or lay quietly. And it was during that quiet time that I felt from spirit then this kind of nudging. You feel this impulse kind of feeling. And it was, you need to look at this music. Go and look after class. You need to look at this music disc. And so I waited until I was alone and the music was up high. I had to get out a little step stool and climb up there and all this kind of stuff to go and get to the CD and pull it out. And it got complicated. It wasn't on the disc. They said, put the disc in the case and you're going to find what you're asking for. And so I felt like I was on a little scavenger hunt kind of feeling. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to find out my spirit guide's name. And I put the disc in its little cover and I put it in my bag and I went home and I put the disc just out on the counter somewhere and went about my day. It was hours later that I got another nudge and they were like, okay, it's time. This is all wordless communication, just a very quiet feeling and knowing of a voice. I said, it's time to look. And I went to the disc and I was staring at the cover and it was a beautiful cover. There was a Buddha statue and a sunset and a a meadow overlooking just this beautiful, misty kind of landscape. And it said the song of the mystic. And I was like, okay, that's nice. Is that the name? Nope. Turn it around. And I flipped it over on the back. And down at the bottom was the biography of the artist. And it said the story of Karunesh. And that was the name. My angel's name was Karunesh. And I had just light going off all around inside of my heart and in my head. It looked like fireworks. I was so excited. That was my spirit guide's name. And it came at the appropriate time after I asked so, so many times. And then I was able to begin to communicate with Karunesh. And I call her Karu. And she came in with a beautiful white light. And just full of quiet peace and overwhelming compassion. So much love, compassionate love, nurturing. She was the perfect guardian angel. She is the perfect comforter. And a lot of times the first guide that you meet and connect with will be gentle and nurturing as well. This is a wonderful place to start. And since then, I have really had so many guides come in. Sometimes a guide will come in because you need healing of some kind. This could be physical healing for your body. A lot of times it's emotional healing. And that's a wonderful first step. 
and you might feel or sense a color or a presence associated then with healing. You also might have a guide come in that is here to help you with a particular task or a lesson or growth phase that you have. And this could be a personal task of yours to maybe become more confident or more gentle or even just more joyful. And I had this happen. I had a spirit guide come in when I asked for whatever I needed most in all the world to come to me. And I call her joy. And she came in bright yellow, vivid. And she came in to teach me unbridled joy, like a fierce joy of life. I was happy enough, but quiet. It was gentle. I didn't uh, let myself express or become really, really fierce in this joy of like really living life. And she's still showing me that joy, bright yellow. Now, I briefly want to call in a guide who can give all of you seeking spirit guide connection a helpful message. So, I'll be just a moment. I'm grounding. I'm opening up my light field. And I'm reaching out with my consciousness. And asking for that guide to come. I have been watching this one years after initial contact, connection, love. I have been silent. I have been quiet as she explored and grew by leaps and bounds. There have been tumultuous years. You on earth are going through unprecedented change. You are so strong. You are so strong. My message to those of you who are ready to grow and who are ready to know more about all of us, all beings of light and love, all consciousness, including your own, I want to tell you first and most importantly, you are perfect You are doing so well and we love you for it. On days where you feel that you haven't succeeded, know that you very well have. You learn. 
you grow, and it is the nature of your earth plane, or it has been, that through friction and difficulty, through friction and difficulty, you are learning and becoming polished. So knowing that you do well, you may love yourself, dear ones. You may love yourself because whatever you do is a reflection of your inherent being. Whatever you do not do is a choice of your sacred inherent being. You can't do it wrong. So if you felt that you have made mistakes or had lack, know that indeed all of these things served as lessons and growth and your potential is the same, high and bright, full of love and beauty. That is my most important message to you. In a very brief second part of my message, beautiful dear ones, beings of grace and beauty, you humans, is that you may allow. There's no greater secret than the power and strength in you is activated when you choose to allow what is bright and beautiful. Can you receive it? On a day where you feel that you can't or that it's hard, simply spend some time with eyes closed. Place your hands palm over palm over your own heart space. Go ahead and do it now. And feeling your heart space and then feeling your natural breathing, simply open your heart a little bit more with every inhale. That's all. A little more and a little more and simply allow us to love you. Allow love to come in to your heart. And I will return and I will come to you if you wish. You need only ask. I am Karunesh and I am here. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.